Hey folks, welcome to a mini episode of How to Fail at College, a podcast about how to survive college or fail miserably trying. I'm Carl Beckham. And I'm Paul Crowley. On this special mini episode, we're going to follow up with Professor Agley Nguyen, our co-worker and colleague, and just all-around wonderful person, as she tries to explain to Carl and I what exactly Snapchat is and how people use it, because at the end of the day, we just don't understand. So, Agley, take it away. Um, hi, thanks for having me. So, uh, to explain a little bit about what Snapchats are. So, snaps are pictures or video messages that are sent to friends. They generally last up to 10 seconds once they are viewed and then they disappear unless the person you're sending it to takes a screenshot. But it does let you know as the sender that, hey, someone's taking a, taking a picture of whatever I sent. Um, you can add lines of text to your snaps or draw on the picture with different colors, so you get a little creative with it. So you can send snaps directly to specific people on your friend list or post them to your story. So if I post them to my story for 24 hours, uh, you'll be able to see that cute video of my dog sitting on my book bag and me pulling her across the floor with it. But yeah, so that's essentially what Snapchat is, what you can do with Snapchat. Now you said friends. Mm -hmm. Is this more akin to Facebook, we have to add each other, or more akin to Twitter, and I can follow anybody that I want to, unless I set my account to private? From what I understand with Snapchat is you add people uh, based on their their phone number or their you can get their ID, their, their login name, and you add them in this way. Um, but do they have to approve it? From what I, I recently found out, you can actually have your account public and people other people you can get as many followers essentially I guess they're trying to jump on the Twitter bandwagon um, as Twitter okay so because I know on, on Twitter you know, anybody can follow you unless you set it to, to private and if someone follows you that you don't want to you can always block them there's a different approach with Facebook where everyone has to mutually agree you know both parties have to agree snapchats kind of in between I think it can be in between. It all depends on the privacy settings of your Snapchat account, which I didn't even go into much detail. I didn't know about them until recently when uh, I noticed that one of my Snapchat friends keeps taking pictures of himself, um, like trying to be like LL Cool J, like licking his lips and stuff. And I'm like, who do you think likes that? You know? And um, apparently he has tons of followers and they apparently like that. So um, yeah, so you can have it open to where other people can watch your stories as well, even if you're not friend friends. Okay. And how is it that people are maybe using Snapchat compared to Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook? Because on Instagram, yes, you can take pictures and you primarily post pictures. On Snapchat, you're doing very similar things, pictures or videos, but it's different in that it's only for a short period of time. So why would you use one over the other? At first, I I battled with that question. I was like, I'm, I don't need Snapchat or Twitter or anything. I got Facebook and I'm done with it. Um, but it makes sense because you take a photo and say, I want to send you something quick. I saw something really cool. I want to take a picture of it and send it to you. It's now on my phone. It's taking up space on my phone in my memory or the memory of my phone. So if I sent you a Snapchat instead, um, it doesn't take up space on my phone unless I actually save it. So it'll go directly to you. I can send you the cute little picture of the dog on the side of the street or whatever. Yeah, dogs, whatever. But um, you can get the image and it doesn't take up space on my phone. So that's why you would use Snapchat instead of just sending it to them in a text message? Yeah. To save the space on the phone? To save space and then ideally too if I'm sending something embarrassing, um, it's going to it's going to disappear unless they take a screenshot and I'll know if they take a screenshot and I can like kick them in the knee or something. In order to get them to like delete the file? Yeah. Okay. 
So, actually, you've already actually addressed my big question, which was the screenshots and the fact that you actually get the notification that someone has taken that is kind of waylays some of my fears of Snapchat. Uh, but on the flip side, I've heard stories of other professors catching students Snapchatting in the class. Uh, is there any way to really take Snapchat and, you know? So as far as having students taking Snapchat videos of, uh, or Snapchats of uh, professors in the classroom, um, I guess us keeping our, our cell phone policy, uh, being, being strict with that, uh, but for there really isn't much we can do if it's on their account. We're not their friends, ideally. We're, we're not gonna be friends, Snapchat friends with our, our students, but there isn't, to my knowledge, much we can do as far as what they put on their stories. We, we, won't, we just won't know. I guess ignorance is bliss. Because potentially, if you think about it, all of us at some point have probably had our picture on Snapchat, either from a student or someone else we know without even knowing it then. Very true. Very true. So it kind of, it's the nature of the beast, I guess. It is. And I, I don't see any memes of me online, so I guess I'm good. I think I'm safe at this point. But it's kind of, that goes into one of those big issues of privacy and everything. And I think it's, from the sounds of it, it's just going to have to be one more step in our instructional packets, one more rule in our behavioral guidelines for the classroom. Now, one last question for you, Aglia, just so we have a kind of a more of a takeaway from this, maybe as faculty, are there any best practices or things that you would suggest on how, if a faculty member wanted to, how they can engage with students using Snapchat in an effective manner? So as far as um, using Snapchat in the classroom, um, as the professor, you probably don't want to see what your students post on their personal Snapchat account. So the best way, if you're going to try to use Snapchat in your classroom, the best way to start might be to give students your Snapchat username and have them add you. Um, again, I would have a, a professional Snapchat if I were going to be using this in the classroom. Um, you don't need to add them back. Uh, you don't need to add them back to be able to see your for them to be able to see your stories. So you can adjust the privacy settings accordingly. Um, so you can add as many 10-second snaps as you want to that story. It's kind of a, a day-long photo album. Um, as far as using it in the classroom, um, I've noticed that there are sites that you can uh, send text message reminders to students about, you know, this test coming up or this is due for homework or whatever. Um, I guess Snapchat could be used in a similar fashion. Um, and then finally, um, using, making material re uh, relatable for students. Um, if I'm teaching, say, a psychology class and I see something that, yeah, hey, Paul. That's me. Um, I see something that uh, relates to uh, the material we're focusing on for that particular week. I could take a Snapchat of it, and then if my class has their own Snapchat, then we could all kind of look at it. Um, appreciate, appreciate the relevance of the material, but then, again, don't make it too teachy or they're going to head for the hills like, again, Facebook. Okay, so if someone's gonna do this, they need to plan it out and kind of be purposeful with it and do it in a way that's actually going to increase that engagement. For sure. Thank you so much, Aglia. Um, that actually wraps up our sh mini episode for this week. Thank you guys so very, very, very much for listening in. We appreciate any feedback or questions you may have. Tell us what we missed. Tell us what we forgot. Tell us what we left out. And please reach out to us at failatcollege at gmail.com. We were also on Twitter and Instagram with the same user handle for both, at failatcollege. So be sure to follow us there to stay up to date with what we're doing during the week. If you like the show, please rate us in iTunes and leave us a great review. This is what helps other people find out about us. And if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the show, which you can do right now while you're listening. 
And again, if you have subscribed to the show already, grab your friend's phone and subscribe for them. Paul and I produce and edit this show ourselves, but that's kind of a lie. He pretty much does most of the heavy work. I am a terrible co-worker. And our theme music is by Broke for Free. The outro music comes from Chris Dack. Until next time, folks, we are How to Fail at College. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you. I want to do it just like it is, so I don't say miserably. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm so okay with that. Because I hate that word. I understand. It's the miserably? worst. Yes. I can't say it. Miserably. So I can say it. Rural. Rural? I sounds funny when I say rural. it. Rural. Rural.